If you say AI, <laughs> I am going to shut this show oh. off right now. Well, I mean, AI will play a little part. Thanks for joining us <laughs> on the Page Water Bus Podcast. Welcome to Page One or Bust, your ultimate guide to getting on page one of search engines. In a competitive landscape where it's crucial to stand out, more B2B marketers are turning to podcasting to connect with their target audience. So in this episode, we're talking about best SEO practices for business podcasting. Our guest today is Dots Oibolo, enterprise growth strategist at Content Allies and the founder and host of the Marketing Leadership Podcast. You'll hear Dots' advice for formulating a strategy, maximizing analytical insights, and effective promotional tactics. But first, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Page One or Bust is brought to you by Demand Jump. Get insights, drive outcomes with Demand Jump. Get started creating content that ranks for free at demandjump.com today. And now here are your co-hosts, Drew Detzler and Ryan Brock. Welcome back to Page One or Bust. This is your host, Drew Detzler. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Brock. Ryan? Yo, what's up? Not much. Looking forward to today's conversation. We have a special guest, Dots Oyebolo, who is the strategy director at Content Allies. Dots, how we doing? I'm good. I'm really, really excited to be on your podcast and yeah, can't wait to get into it. Yeah, yeah. so let's jump into it. So, so Dots, go ahead and tell me a little bit about how SEO first came on your radar. Yeah, absolutely. I think I started marketing in general 13 years ago. And then maybe a little bit before that, I came across this guy called Iwan. I don't think it's very popular nowadays, but back in the day, he was one of those guys that started what I call the information marketing age, you know, thought leadership, selling yep. courses and things like that. He really honed on SEO and learned all the basics. And then as I continued to apply this through my work, I also picked this up again around 2012-2013 with those whom I would call the digital marketing baby boomers. You know, Robert Rose, Amy Porterfield, or with folks like Robert Rose and another guy, Joe Poluski. They had this like content strategy system and they had some books written about this in terms of killer marketing. So if you're listening, you should get that book. But my history will not be complete without one of the two gods of SEO themselves, Rand Fishkin, uh, formerly mm-hmm. of Moz. Yep. Credible insights sharing during that time. And also Neil Patel, who still does a lot of great SEO work today. Those guys were guides in terms of how I've sort of practicalized SEO and I used it in my businesses. And uh, I know this response is a little bit uh, speaking about the people that inspired me, but uh, I am a self-taught digital marketer. So no school, nothing. I just listened or watched these guys and read articles and watched YouTube. Um, yep. I've watched more YouTube. YouTube than classroom text in my life. So many digital marketers are, are self-taught, I feel like. So so you're with the masses there. Exactly. Yeah, we've been talking about, it's a common theme on this show that like most people I know who are in marketing, and especially those who are doing really remarkable things, kind of found their way into it accidentally. I'm one of them. It's a place where if you're creative or analytical, either one, you can experiment and try new things and do new stuff. And I think that's really attractive to a lot of people. All right, let, let's get into a little bit of, of your expertise and your current focus. And that's around SEO when it comes to podcasting. 
I'm interested to have our conversation today about the the similarities between written content SEO and and podcasting SEO and how the different platforms behave. But one thing that that, that you hit on is account based podcasting. Tell me a little bit about what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you all know what account based marketing is. Account based marketing is basically finding creative marketing ideas to target accounts. Yes, they could be individuals, but they are entities and that could be brands or what have you. So basically account-based podcasting is replacing that content marketing idea or that marketing idea with a podcast. Why is it become a thing? Why don't we have something like account-based social posting or account-based email marketing? That's because podcasting campaigns themselves are not just channels, but they are verticals. There is a lot that goes on into the production, promotion, and the strategic aspects of podcasting when you're using it for thought leadership or in this case, account-based goals and you're turning the podcast into a revenue engine. And in the process, you're also getting some, what I call the alternate SEO juice, if you like. Just like you said, there is the written content, there is the video content, you know, if you consider YouTube as the second biggest search engine, but there is also the alternate content like audio, smart speakers, and some of these other things. And this is where podcasting comes in. The reason why I'm particularly excited about it is that everybody's busy nowadays. And I don't know any of you have the fortitude to read a 1,500 word article, except if your life depends on it. But you can do a lot of things using smart speakers to access info, or in this case, podcast. It's creating a lot of demand generation appetite. So it's rising to be a very effective content to both on the B2B and the B2C side of things. We do uh, some work with a company that's local to Indianapolis called Casted, and we're big fans of them because they're thinking about it the same way you're talking about it. We're like, you can, you can make something and put it out there and hope that it attracts attention. And we all know that's a big waste of time. Yeah. Uh, or you can take what you're doing with the podcast and you can learn about like who's engaging with it and what you could be doing to follow up with those specific people or how to really build like funnels around your podcast content, uh, which is something that like for a podcast co-host, I'm admittedly very ignorant of. I don't know a lot about this. So I'm interested to hear more about what you're doing dots to help companies like better target their podcast efforts because like i think a lot of people assume if a brand has a podcast somebody's just shouting into the void <laughs> but not all brands are doing it that way some are doing it better i would assume so i'd be interested to hear your thoughts and your perspectives on that yeah absolutely and i can represent this question in how is account-based podcasting different from the traditional podcasting we know right like a joe rogan for example with account-based podcasting, there is always a commercial element to it. You must ask yourself, are those guests potential clients? Because that way, it's easier to get a lead or a prospect to come speak to you about a particular topic because it helps their ego rather than just sending some sort of a cold email. By the way, Dots, are you interested in purchasing some marketing <laughs> software? <You're> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. You <laughs> Kidding, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, we use a lot of tools all the time. And by the way, we also use Casted. Very amazing B2B. Oh, very cool. I, I'm, I'm proud of what they do. You know, when it comes to the B2B side of that differentiation is not really there. And we have folks like this who are really doing great work in separating B2B from B2C. 
and having all these, you know, individual ecosystems, if you like. Yeah. And one of the cool things about having that that data on who's listening to your podcast is you you realize what type of companies are listening to which type of discussions. And you can help yeah. that, that can help inform future discussions and, and future targeting yeah. and future account-based marketing and podcasting. So what are some of those strategies to optimize for for podcast SEO? Yeah, absolutely. So let's look at this two ways. Let's look at the I would call it on podcast optimization and then look at what I would call the backlinking side. I'll start with the backlinking side because it's probably not as detailed. To me, I think account-based podcasting is killing two beds with one stone. The first bed is they are potential clients. But what's also great with account-based podcasting is the organic traffic that comes with it or the traffic in general that comes with it. But we will stick with organic traffic from a backlinking perspective because we have that guest who is a prospect what if that guest is also a thought leader in that topic? That means by working with that person, you're able to get referral traffic in some way. Uh, we've been working on a project where I am the podcast host. I will write an article for you to post as a guest on your own website with a backlink to our own website. Very easy because there's already the podcast episode as an engagement. And then we have the post that, then you have an article written about that topic with a link back. Yep. to the brand. The second bit really is the on-podcast optimization that I spoke about. And I think the first thing from my experience, not just my podcast, but working with other podcasts, is looking at your niche. I know there are a lot of cynical thought leaders. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them before that they will tell you something is not working when everybody says something is working. I get it. Everybody wants a model that is attributed to their name. But what I would say, to be honest, is that looking at your niche still works, even though some people might be saying the opposite. I think it's important to look at what you're best good at, where you can provide more value. Don't go too thin, but don't be too broad as well, right? We've got this podcast, for example. You guys are talking about organic traffic, organic SEO, and some of those other initiatives around it. You have a niche. You are focusing on that. Once you get that out of the way, then you want to have a keyword strategy. Just like the text content or every other content out there on Google, where you need to make a keyword strategy. It's also important to do that for podcasts as well. And you can do that from how Google sees podcasts and from how platforms like Apple and Spotify see mm -hmm. podcasts. And then once you do that, then you can start the optimization. But what I've seen people do in terms of the mistake is that they do all the optimization because it's a lot of work, right? They do all the, all the optimization at the beginning of the podcast. And once the podcast is live, they don't follow up. They forget about it. No. You want to stay as close to your podcast as possible and then as close to your episodes as possible. So with each episode that comes out, make sure it's connecting to your theme, make sure it's connecting to the topic, make sure it's a topic that is already searchable. And with that, the engines can always pick that up and rank all together. One of the things I'm really interested in about what you're talking about is like using podcasts as an optimization tool, as another signal to Google, and even as a backlink attractor. But something that I think is going to be increasingly important that is sort of hiding in what you're talking about there, yeah. but I want to bring it to the forefront, is like the extra E in EAT. Now we have this expertise level, and I think that like even if you set aside the additional traffic a backlink from a thought leader might send you, if you have them on your podcast, the authority of that person's expertise, which is now present in your content, uh -huh. is probably more valuable than we even realize at this point. I think 
It's going to continue becoming more valuable. And I think that extends to anything that you do in your written content that you want, you know, you want this web page to rank well for Google. Well, if you're doing it right, for us doing it right means using those pillar-based marketing, you know, methodology steps, like looking at the data, the way that we looking, we look at it. But if you can have people on a podcast that speak to the things that you're talking about, the questions that you're answering in your written content, and you can throw a podcast clip in there, or you can even just quote that person directly. These are things that Google's getting sophisticated enough to actually understand and to somewhat quantify in terms of understanding, like whether or not you deserve to be the right answer on that topic. And so, yeah, like the potential there is huge. And I think our listeners need to think about that as well. Where can they find opportunities in anything they're writing, even if it's just like your basic SEO blog to bring in expertise that maybe wasn't there previously, because without it, it's going to be really hard to stand out moving forward, I think. Yeah. And I think one good thing about expertise, you mentioned cluster content there or pillar content is I spoke to a podcast owner, agency owner in the UK, and they have a service where they can convert your podcast into a book. And what he said was that the ability for you to create clusters in retrospect or even proactively would help in making that kind of a concept real. But what came to mind is the power of creating clusters out of your content, which is what will will be reflected in your keyword strategy, right? In your keyword strategy, you have the main angles, the main topic, the main lines, and then you have the subtopics and so on and so forth. And then you make sure that as much as possible, every kind of content follows that ecosystem and you can always use it in any way that works to drive traffic. Speaking our language, Dots. You're speaking our language. I love how uh, we can get a podcast channel campaigns to, to fit within the pillar-based marketing methodology. It's beautiful. Oh, you know what I would love to talk about is like the meta stuff. Because we've been talking about the okay. podcast itself. Dotson, you're like, and this is a very, very specific question, but like, what should I be doing with my landing pages for my podcast, with my like show descriptions to make sure that these things are being found? Well, yeah, that's a very good question. And if you're listening, it's not Meta the company, Metadata for, for SEO. Thanks for that. Yeah, Suck <laughs> does not deserve any credit here. Exactly. So, <laughs> and this will be in relation to the podcasting platforms. When it comes to account-based podcasting or just ranking your podcast organically, I personally would like to first prioritize for the podcast platforms first. And then Google would always work out, you know, because it's, they often mirror the same similar strategy. We do use a tool and everyone should use that tool. If you're listening, called Voxalize, B-O-X-A-L-Y-Z-E. They have a model called the Podcast Visibility Optimization Star. So they have a couple of levels when it comes to that. They've got the white card and the black card. I'm not here for black. I'm here for white. And um, the basics is still there. You know, podcast SEO is still very ancient right now, if I would use that word. So you want to look at your show name. You want to test whether using your brand or the person might help in terms of whether it's the artist or the podcast owner is. But within your show name, in fact, we've seen that by just adding SEO keywords within your show name, you rank almost immediately. You start to rank immediately. That's how it works right now. So what I mean by show name is this. We are, you have the, the name that is on your podcast ads. That cannot be changed. But on the title of your podcast, the text side of it, you can create like a slash or a column and then make a phrase that incorporates your keyword. So for example, in the case of this podcast, you can have like an SEO, I would call it sometimes slogan that says 
speaking to leaders in organic SEO, paid organic SEO, backlinking, and all these other, whatever you want to rank for, you know, it, it can't be too long because obviously you have a character limit in there. And show name has been one of the biggest when it comes to those show assets, but also the description. You need to have a well-written description, not too much, not too small, but you must have some of those keywords within there. And then at the episode level, like I said before, you want to optimize all your episodes titles because they will be a reflection of your keyword strategy and the episode description. Now, that is the metadata side of it, but I will also consider some of these other items metadata. Your ratings and reviews. Just recently, I looked at the podcast that I was managing, about 182 episodes and just two reviews. I was shocked because, I mean, I don't know what the benchmarks are in terms of episodes to reviews, but we are not expecting two reviews for 182 episodes. That's because reviews sometimes don't come themselves. You know, we are all busy. Like I said, I, I don't review your podcast doesn't mean I don't listen or enjoy it. So it's important for you to come up with some sort of a campaign to get listeners to rate and review your podcast. Spotify just released their own, but, you know, Apple has always been the one having reviews with podcasts. And then we now we have the YouTube podcast platform. So that's also very important. There are a few other, I guess, UX things that could help you in terms of that visibility stack. So you, your cover art is very important. For example, you don't want to use a cover art that is too dark because, you know, most people are using Spotify in dark mode. So it might get lost a little bit in there. So you yeah. want to balance, balance that as well. Your episode length is very important. That affects a KPI called consumption rate. If your episode length is too long, I mean, I'm guilty of this. I'm always trying to contain myself. Sometimes you feel you like the episode so people will stay. Well, when you are starting, that's not always the case. So you want to keep your episode length at between 25 and 30 minutes because that's the average time for commuting to work or back from work. And that sort of just looks like a great benchmark. With that said, you want to add some of the other things, you know, I, I supporting it with the social and stuff like that and newsletters and stuff like that. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but when it comes to just having your house in order, if you're able to follow this stack, that would really, really help drive your podcast higher. All right, let's get some free advice, Drew. Yeah. We've got 32 episodes, maybe 33 episodes on this podcast. We've got 19 reviews on Apple. I don't know about Spotify, but like, what does that ratio look like to you? Are we slacking here? You are not. What? That's that's more than, that's even, that's getting close to one-to-one, -one, right? That, okay, let's conservatively, maybe two-to-one. I don't think that's accurate, but yeah. that is awesome. If you compare that to 182 with two reviews, that's 91 to 1. So you guys are doing awesome. Whatever you're doing, just continue to do it. I'll probably see you in camera so that I can get some tips. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I should say that it's five stars across all Ooh. 19 ratings. So, oh, awesome. you know. Awesome. I mean, mm. in all seriousness, it could be a mix. Or it could be a 4.5. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think the problem is that people don't even pay attention to the views at all. And the fact that you guys have that kind of average, I think that uh, if you can achieve two to one, you are, you are the, the cream of the crop. Well, that's great. Well, good to know. I love it. It's because we have guests like you on Dots. Absolutely. I Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, Ryan, before we wrap up, anywhere else you wanted to go on the SEO front? Yeah. So I would like to dive a little deeper. So my question that I asked was mostly in jest and mostly as an opportunity for me to show how great and well-reviewed our show is. But actually, at the same time, 
I don't know if 19 reviews is good for thir- for 32 episodes. Like that's something that I just didn't know. And so that that has got my mind turning on how little I know about like metrics, especially for a B2B podcast like ours. I mean, we're yeah. sponsored by Demand Jump. We're we're out here preaching the pillar-based marketing thing. Yeah. So maybe we can wrap up here by talking a little bit about like for a B2B podcast like ours and like I think a lot of our customers would be uh interested in and maybe even running themselves customers i mean listeners hey. what, what does success look like if we're doing you know doing things right from an seo perspective or even from just like a listenership perspective like what should we be shooting for what are the metrics you care about dots versus what we might hear other places yeah absolutely thanks for mentioning that in terms of metrics you want to use a tool that captures as much metrics as possible depending on where you are dealing with so once you get that out of the way you want to look at a few metrics. Personally, for me, consumption rate is very important and your consumption rate should not be less than 50%. I mean, it's not crazy if it's not, but you want to be above 50% when it comes to your consumption rate. You know, the amount of the average episode consumed during that time. And we have seen through various tests that the podcast episode time is a key part of this. Anything beyond 30 minutes, it doesn't really work out. So, you know, I had to get into reading books on speaking concisely and being a better host just to make sure that works out. With that said, there are a couple of other KPIs that we look at. We just spoke about the companies listening. If you're in the B2B space, that really, really helps out on that regard. And there's also the podcast visibility score. It's just like the domain ranking on Ahrefs or SEMrush. Everybody's using using it these days, but I think Rand Fishkin came up with it with most same one over 100 and you basically want to go beyond the average of 50. When you are starting with your first episodes, sometimes it's like 30 something, 20 something, it's climbing, it's climbing. And then when you start to do very well, you start to cross the 50 line. But when you're like cream of the crop, then your podcast is like 80 over 100 or 70 something over 100, you know, 75 to 80 over 100. And what visibility score means is what are the combination of keywords that are ranking for your podcast and how well are they ranking at the top, as high as they can get to, right? So the last KPI I would look at is the size of your listenership. And I'm saying that in relation to the number of downloads that you get. If you have listeners listening to more than one episode, that's where you want to be. One-to-one is great, but it's not the best. You want more downloads than listeners because that shows that people are listening, they are stuck to you. They are listening to more than one episode on your podcast and yeah i know there are many other roi metrics on, out there but if you're able to get this right you might be able to generate enough demand for your brand to convert at the end of it and that's what it's all about isn't it yeah yep exactly i love it great stuff dots this is a, a great conversation before we let you go we're we're gonna hit what we call our lightning round i'm gonna ask you three questions and first answer that, that comes to mind sound good yeah good all right, it reminds me it. of uh, the lightning round at CNBC. Yeah, Jim exactly. Kramer. There we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we came up with it. They copied <laughs> yeah, us. Kramer robbed <laughs> us. Robbed us. Furious about that still. <laughs> Please don't be. <laughs> what was the last thing that you searched for? Jeez, that's a very good question. I searched for Shopify stock because I, I trade stock. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's, are there any marketing or mm-hmm. SEO myths mm-hmm. that you've busted during your career? That is a good question. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't say I invented it. I think Marketo did, but 
I I really adopted the way people determine marketing budget as a function of lifetime value and cost per acquisition. You know, a lot of people say these days, but it's been around for a very long time where, you know, determining budget is a function of your lifetime value and between 8 to 10% of that is your cost per acquisition. So I think out of those many things, yeah, I would. There's also sales enablement, which I've been a champion for personally. Great. And last question, that's what is your best prediction for SEO this year and beyond? You probably know this, Drew and Ryan. <laughs> if you say AI, <laughs> I am going to shut this off <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, AI will play a little part. Thanks for joining us <laughs> on Page One or Bus Podcast. <laughs> it's going to play a little part, you know. Let's yeah. let's give it dimension. I'm not a news jack guy myself, but uh, transcription tools like Otter and uh, I forgot the name now, but Otter is very common. And yeah, you know, for, for, for transcriptions and helps you to repurpose content. But that's not it, actually. What it is, is if you are not in the podcast space right now, I think you should get into it because SEO for podcasting is going to become way sophisticated. What was happening 20 years ago on the web is what is happening now, whereby all you need to do is update your title and you are ranking. That is not going to happen five years from now if podcast is, will continue to be a thing. I think it's going to be. So you want to get on the, having a podcast as a thought leadership engine for your brand, whether it's a personal brand or corporate or enterprise, and make sure you optimize that for SEO. Think of it as you are in a party and there are limited slots available. You get your seats first so that you can kick all that out if you want. I love that. Get your seat on the hill and, and let it grow beneath you. I, I, I completely agree. And I, I love it, Dots. Great conversation. Once again, yeah. thanks for joining us, Dots. Hope you have a good one. My pleasure. This is exciting. Thank you. I thought we already ended the show. Are we ending it now? I thought it was already over. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are, you guys are awesome. <laughs> We're officially ending no, seriously, it now. Seriously, thanks, Stats. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, uh, so appreciate your time here and your perspective. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great Thank one. You. That's it yeah. for this episode of Page One or Bus. See you next time. Are you ready to dive even deeper into pillar-based marketing? Here's your chance. The brand new book, Pillar-Based Marketing, a data-driven methodology for SEO and content that actually works by co-hosts Ryan Brock and Christopher Day is now available in paperback, hardcover, and ebook editions. Find it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or look for the link in the show notes.